Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? What it do, Ken? Oh, man. Oh, man. Just uh, another day, another podcast. Uh, talking all things burgundy and gold, like like you and I can do seven Anytime, days a week. Seven all the days time. a week, no problem, man. <laughs> uh, you're right, man. You're right. We we try to keep it to a minimal and just keep it keep it here, here on the airways, but uh, yeah. it 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 it, it, feel, it spills out into just casual texts and phone calls from time to time. But you know, that's what we do. That's yeah. what we do. I mean, uh, you know, to, to to pull back the curtains just a little bit, not too much. You know, the <laughs> hold I, on, I, man. Where you go uh, with this? This isn't is bad. This isn't bad. But to, but as far as you and I talking talking burgundy and gold, uh, oh, yeah. we we have loved ones that they might think that you and I talk about a little bit too much. Would you Would you agree with that? <laughs> I've heard. Oh, on both sides, on, on, on the, the, the people that love you, the people that love me, the people that love both of us, they would pretty much all, if they were if they were sitting behind us as we were doing this podcast, they would be nodding their heads and going, oh, hell yeah. I wish these guys would, would find something else to talk about sometimes. This is this is probably true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is probably true. I, I'll, close <laughs> the curtains, I'll close the curtains back up. Should I close the curtains back up? No, no. I'm just... <laughs> I can't disagree with you other than, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's true and it's okay. They, they, they still love us, right? It, yeah, it's who yeah. we are. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, they, they know, they know we're buddies and, uh, one of the, we're, we're, we're friends outside of the burgundy and gold, but it's definitely a, uh, a, a bond that Reggie and I have. So. Absolutely. Without a doubt, man. And, and and speaking of bonds of, of the burgundy and gold, it brings us to this podcast. Uh, we, we decided to do a kind of a a non uh, current events type of of podcast and talk about our favorite all time Washington Redskins slash football team slash Commanders players that. <laughs> Are dear, near and dear to your heart, right? They, they might right. not have been the That's best. Right. They might, might not have been the best, right? Maybe not. Um, but 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 you you loved them. You rooted for them. You pulled for them. You wanted them to be a an all time right. burgundy my gold guy. person because they were your guy. That was my guy, right? Kind of like kind of like Taylor Heineke was your guy. Cur- current and, current player. Well, uh, yeah, and I, I was going to say for for those that are already thinking. Believe it or not, Taylor Heineke is not on my list. He should be. If he, he was here be. a couple more years, maybe he would be. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, Taylor Heineke so, was was not on my list. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, but in this case, it's just a guy that we like, who we consider one of our all time all time right. favorites. So, and, and, we, and we tried to limit it to three. Uh, Reggie, if you have an honorable mention or two, that that's fine to throw in there. But we're we're trying to limit it to three. And uh, you know, one one of the questions that I have before going in is, uh, you know, will we have any of the same? Right? We're, we're, because because we're, here's the deal: I don't know who your three are. Correct. We don't know each other's. But you think that there's a possibility there's one or two that are the same? I I think there. If I had to go out on a limb, I'm going to go with one. And and let let us preface this that there's one player that we eliminated from this. 
Yes. yes. Right. Without we, a doubt, we, we we immediately just eliminated one guy. Yeah, and, and because because he, he's near and dear to everybody's heart, uh, not only as a player, but because of the events that happened, and that is the the one and only Sean Taylor. Right. Correct. He, Correct. He, he lives in everybody's. Uh, heart that is a, a fan of the burgundy and gold so we took him off the board he's a, he's at the uh you know he, he's on the you got four on your own mount rushmore he's he's one of the mount rushmore and and we fill in the other three uh how we see fit that's correct that's correct so so you would not hear us mention sean taylor and that's the reason why it's not because he's not one, our, one of our favorites or one of our beloved players so we just decided to that that was an easy one Took him off the table. Who who else would you add to that list? So, and, and and as people are listening to this and going through their mind of of who they think initially, maybe two or three names that, that come out, and maybe we we oh yeah, I forgot about him or whatever. You know, Certainly. part of this is going to be generational, right? The 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 people that are thirty and under, they don't know or barely don't they don't know Super Bowl. <laughs> right. If you're 25 right. years old, you don't you, you, I, some of those players uh, from the Super Bowl era might not be your favorite players because, you know, you don't know anything you about them. them. Yeah. You, you only know them through highlight reels and, and the daddy and, talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle so talking about them. Right. Right. So it's hard for people to, 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 latch on to those players as their personal favorite. They, they might acknowledge that they're the best ever in the burgundy and gold at that position, as an example. But as far as being their, their favorite player, it, it probably wouldn't be them. Um, so, you know, and, and if you, and if you talk to my dad who just celebrated 80th birthday uh, last month, you know, he probably doesn't have anybody from the last 10 years, you know, on the other side, I mean, maybe the last right. 20 years. I don't know. Uh, he might, he, you know, he might be telling me Sammy ball stories and I can't relate to those, you know, that's right. But, uh, so, 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 that, so some of that comes into play. So I'm with you. I suspect that there's probably one guy that is on both of our lists. Just, just based on some conversations we've had over the years, Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think there's probably one guy. Now we're gonna do this list in order of least favorite or favorite to least. How you how you gonna do this? I I really just have three players to be honest. For me, I mean, if you have, I mean, if you have a, an, an all time one favorite, then go ahead and 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 say it and run with it. But mine is, you know, it, I, I was able to get two, and as I said before that we started the podcast. You know, there was my number three, four, five. You know, the, the, there was a kind of a mix of uh, several players there, and, and it was a little bit of a challenge. I ultimately, I'm like, okay, this is this is the guy that uh, that I I pulled for and rooted for. And uh, if I had to, if I don't already have his jersey, I would go out and buy it right now. But maybe I do have his jersey. But uh, that's okay, let's go. Let's go with that. Let's go from. From your bottom to the top, let's go. Who you got? Who was that? Who was that guy that you finally settled on? I'll I, I give I'll give it away without even giving his his name, right? Um, and, and one of the things, <laughs> I'll, well, I'll say I'll, this player, um, I had already liked before uh, he came into the NFL. I liked him as a college player. Then I was at a game uh, can, can live and in up? person that. That he made a huge name for himself, 
in the burgundy and gold. And I will, and my first player that I will talk about is the cowboy killer himself. Number 89, Santana Moss. All right. So I didn't even have to say his name for, for people back in the day. Uh, I, I was at the game where he caught two touchdowns against the Cowboys in the last five minutes. I was down in the end zone that he came towards and caught them both. And I was with the uh, local Dallas <clears throat> Burgundy and Gold fan, fan club. club. Yeah. And even some of the, the got to remember, this is the an era where the Hoggets were still uh, active and the Hoggets were in town and were sitting with us. It was a group of about 20, 25 of us within a couple rows in the end zone. And so it was like a mini, at the time, Redskins section. And yeah, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. And he had a whole lot more highlights than that. Um, but, you know, even coming out of the University of Miami, I'm a Santana Moss fan. Well, all right. All right. That's, that's player number one for me. My first player, I should say. From the top or to the bottom? From the bottom or to the top? Just- I, he just, he, he was the one that, that I was debating between. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So then you start at the bottom. I'm going to start at the bottom. My bottom guy. And that doesn't mean he's my least favorite, but he's, he's of the three. Right. He's, he's number three. Might shock you a little bit. Okay. Might shock you a little bit. I, I don't have a buildup. I don't have a huge buildup to him. Okay. Um, played five years for us. He came to us via free agency. And what I like about this guy is, as we say today, he's got that dog in him. Okay. He wasn't afraid. Wasn't afraid to go across to me as a wide receiver. I know who you're talking. Go ahead. Wasn't afraid to, to run, go across the middle, make the tough catch. Just, ah, just had that dog in him. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see who you got, and then I'll tell you if you're right. Uh, from from uh, Indianapolis, that's it, Mr. Pierre Garcon. Pierre, Pierre Garcon is probably my 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 third favorite guy of all time, man. Because I think he came to us, obviously in a time where the team wasn't very good. But man, I I love that guy's tenacity, the way he played. He showed up, he showed out, and just just one of my all time favorite guys, man. I, I liked what he stood for. He he was, in my opinion. Terry McLaurin before we got Terry McLaurin in terms of the person on and off the field. The yeah. guy that just grinded, uh, came in, did the work, had his head down, and just represented our team from top to bottom, man. And he was money worth uh, worth and well spent when we went and got him in free agency uh, back in 2012. So that's my guy, number three, yeah. Pierre, Pierre yeah. Great, Great player, uh, both both going for, for wide receivers there. And you know, to your point, both very gritty wide receivers. Obviously, Santana Moss was a, a little bit smaller, but Santana would go, you know, had no problem going across the middle, make possession catches as well as going deep. And and that was Garcon too, right? He would he would take the take the hit and, and keep on going. Great. Both of them great hands, um, very reliable. Um, hard to go wrong with either one of those guys. Yep. Um my my my, my second one, I I don't think even people, I'll say, of my generation uh, would necessarily have this person. They, they liked him, but I don't know that they would put him on 
their list, right? Okay. But I like this. I like this guy when he was a backup for for Washington. I yeah, kept on see, see if I can see if I can get this guy. Who, who he's a backup. He he was he was originally a backup, um, and I wanted him to start a year or two before he finally did. Um, Pete Schuler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he was on, he was on a Super Bowl team, and one of our Super Bowl teams. He, he he was on uh one of our Super Bowl teams. Okay. Yes. Uh he went he went to two Super Bowls. This is going but, way back. But won the first one. And 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 maybe again it was his it was his style of play before he even came to where he was a little bit of a I'll, I'll say quarterback that scrambled a little bit. And back in the day you didn't have a lot of scrambling quarterbacks. Um he had a big mouth. So if you weren't a fan of his, you, you probably couldn't stand him, especially if you were on another team. We know him. We love him. The the, the big mouth himself, Mr. Joe Theismann, number seven. You like Joey T, huh? I like Joe Theismann, man. I, uh, I, I wanted him to, to start when he was sitting behind Billy Kilmer. And, you know, uh, Jack Party was our coach at the time. And, you know, the, the, the coaches like those veterans. And uh, Joe was the young guy who actually sat on the bench for a couple of years. Uh, I don't know how many years. I, it was at least two, maybe three years before he finally got his uh, opportunity and took advantage of it. Um, I always thought he was a little bit better credit than he got to court, than he got uh, got credit for in the NFL overall. I mean, it was, a, it was an era of some great quarterbacks back then. And ultimately, you know, his, his career came to an end one evening against uh, the New York Giants when he when it, when his leg broke. But up up to that point, I was a big Joe Theismann fan and got to got to cross paths with him in, in Dulles Airport one time. And uh, so. But, yeah, Joe, Joe, right. Theismann was, Joey, was Joey T as, as a youngster. Two, yeah, yeah I, I was a youngster and winning Super Bowl, the, the first Super Bowl had a lot to do with putting him up on that pedestal of, of the quarterback that got us our, our first Super Bowl. All right. All right. So Santana Moss and then Joey T for Kenny. Yep. All right. So my bottom guy was Pierre Garçon. This guy again, um, played five years in Washington. Um, was a star player for us right out the gate. Um, made the Pro Bowl in, in um, four out of the five years that he played for us. Got anything yet, Ken? Nah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, anything else I say will probably give it away. <laughs> but uh, this particular player, um, I had an affinity for him a little bit because he's he played and is from the from my home state which is Georgia. And this player, in my opinion, you know, obviously you have a situation where teams make decisions at the time, but looking back on it, we make the wrong decision. Uh, we had to make a choice between two players who were both, it was the year we had two first round picks and we had to, this was 1999, by the way, Ken. Okay. So it gives you the going, how far back I'm going. That's a long time. And uh, we had a choice between two players. 
to give a contract to. And Washington chose the other guy. You know who I'm talking about? Who do we give the contract to? Once I say that, you're going to know. I'm just saying if you know at this point. Uh, no, I, I got an idea. Yes. It's okay uh, if you're wrong. You can just give it, it, give a stab it, at it. Was, was he, he was part of a trade. He was part of a trade. Okay, yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay. So we had a choice between LeVar Arrington and my guy, Champ Bailey. And LeVar Arrington was, I think, the number two pick that year coming out of Penn State. Correct. And I forget which uh, Champ was. He was a first rounder, but he ended up, um, they traded, they kept the linebacker, LeVar, and decided to make the trade for Champ Bailey to Denver for Clinton Portis. And LeVar Arrington went on to play maybe one more year, <laughs> I think. He played, he played a few more years. Uh, okay. He didn't do much. He, no, he, no, no, he, he, he His he, career he, went completely down after that. Yeah, he didn't have the impact that we were all hopeful that he would have. But he got um, hurt, and then he got hurt, and then he right. just it just it just it, yeah. in other words, once he got his contract, I'm not saying he didn't play, he didn't rest on his contract. It's just that things happened, and his career went completely downhill after that, just due to circumstances and a lot of things. But he and, did not and, pan and out. Continued to be and at the high level say, that he was. Yes, <laughs> Champ went on to make. Uh, I think I had it written down here. He went on to become a three-time All-Pro with Denver. He, uh, as I mentioned, he made four out of the five Pro Bowls in his first five years here in Washington, but he went on to make eight more Pro Bowls with Denver. And even to the to today, his 12 Pro Bowls is the most by cornerback in league history. So my guy Champ went on and had – you can almost com completely forget that he played for Washington given the career that he had in Denver. All right. But uh, my number two guy, <clears throat> again – Champ Bailey. Has Champ been out long enough to be in the Hall of Fame yet? He is. He was elected I, in 2019. I thought he was. Yes. Yep. Um, was e e easy uh, first easy ballot. Choice. He was yeah. first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Champ Bailey is my number two guy. All right. All right. Uh, my, my, <clears throat> my, my last guy, um, and, and maybe we're not going to have uh, any of the same players here, Reggie. I don't know. But uh, my my last guy is I'll try when, to, guess when, it here. To, to to me when when you think of any single play in Washington history, this is the guy. One play, the ultimate play in franchise history. Do you know Reg? Well, I, I would say, if, if is there one play that sticks out in your mind all no. time? Nope. No. Okay. Now, maybe when you said, I might go, oh yeah, okay. But right now, I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling to know what. Well, like I said, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think that if it's the ultimate play of all time, it's on a big stage, right? And this play is a Super Bowl play. This is the 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 play was seventy chip. Um, I've used that name for my fantasy football teams before. Uh, the name of my team is just 70 Chip. And that was the play uh, where John Riggins takes it to the house against the Miami Dolphins and seals our first Super Bowl of all time. And that 
player, as I just stated right there, is Mr. I was I I I've got all these sound effects, but I don't have a diesel truck uh sound effect. Is is the diesel himself, Mr. John Riggins, number 44. Uh, oh man. So you're 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 all old school there, except for the except for Tanner. Well, two two out of three. Two out of yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, I, and you know what? I, I thought about that also. I was I was trying to think of some young younger players. And actually there's a couple players uh that I'll give honorable mention to here in a second okay. that are, that all i wouldn't say all of them a lot of them tend to be newer but or, or okay. mixed so yeah but uh mine would be be john riggins and, and your reaction tells me we are three uh <laughs> oh, oh for three of of matching on uh on match game 2023 <laughs> we, we, we wasn't trying to match no 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 we weren't we weren't but um, I, I thought Santana might be a match. That was the only one. I knew I didn't think Theisman or Riggins would be a match with you. But go ahead with your with your last pick there, your your ultimate pick, my ultimate yeah. number one guy. Um, I'll start out with a little bit of a little bit of stats, so not much. Okay. <clears throat> so this guy played with Washington for quite some time. Um, very similar to. Champ Bailey, where he started with one team, in this case, Washington, and went on and had a career with Denver, and most people only know him as a Bronco. This player started his career somewhere else and went on to play 10 years with Washington. So most people know him as a Washington Redskin and mm-hmm. doesn't know of him as the original team he was drafted and played for. Right. Um, ironically, this guy made one Pro Bowl in his career which I guess that happens to you when you play for Washington and your team and the teams are not very good over the last 20, 30 years. He, he was shortchanged and is still getting shortchanged to this day, but keep going. <laughs> he is, but that's not the guy we're thinking about. Go ahead. You're, you're thinking of another guy, but yes, he is getting shortchanged. Um, and of those 10 years, again, it's probably one of the reasons why I like him. Um, the guy never played less than 10 years in a 16 game season. So of those 10 years, he showed up every single game. And what I like about him the most other than that is again, because of what he represents to most Washington Redskins fans, not commanders, not football team is because as, as my man Ken here just described, his big play. Number one on my list is Cowboy Killer Santana Moss. Number one, ladies and gentlemen. We did match up. We did. We did match up. Yeah. Santana is my all-time favorite guy. And, and what I was alluding to, for those that don't know, Santana was drafted by the New York Jets. Correct. And he was traded to Washington in 2005 and played 10 years with us before he retired. And again, just a guy that just showed up consistently and just was just that guy, man, just went to work every day. Yeah. Well, you know, as far as honorable mentions, the, as you were describing, uh, I was thinking London Fletcher. I know when you, when right? you said he's still getting shortchanged. Yeah. L- and, London is one of our guys. And, and London is one of the guys that I uh, had on my on my list here of, of honorable mentions. Um, I thought about London as well. Neither one of us mentioned, and, and I, I, you know, we'll love all these guys, right? Um, Clinton Portis is a, is a fan favorite that uh, could be on people's lists. Um, Chris Cooley 
had had a time here. Um, one of the people that I considered uh, that I, I always liked his personality. He played good on the field, but all, even off the field, I've met this gentleman in, in person is Dexter Manley. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that, those are a few, I mean, I got a couple of written down, others written down here. Two of, those are four or five. Two uh, of the guys that, that came that, to my uh, mind that were somewhat honorable mentions for me uh, outside of London Fletcher would have been uh, Fred Smoot and probably um, Sean Springs. Okay. Sean Springs was another one that I really liked that played for us. For, for and and I think, you know, because he's in the media, I think uh, Brian Mitchell uh, comes to mind for a lot of people. He's a, you know, when, when you, when you have players that leave the field, you know, whether, whether they retire, whether they go on to another team and they still bleed burgundy and gold, right. That that's, you know, whether you, and, and some people don't realize that, you know, you have your Doc Walkers, you have your Brian Mitchells that are in the media, but there's a lot of players that that still root for Washington that just aren't out in front of everybody. That, that you cross paths, or you might, if you follow them on Twitter, you'll see that they that they still root. Um, we interviewed um, Anthony Armstrong, right? Anthony Armstrong was kind of a, a a journeyman player. He was only here for a few years. He was in Miami. Uh, he also finished his last year, I think, with uh, with with the Cowboys. Yep, he did. But, but but he he roots for the burgundy and gold. Um, I mean he likes football overall. But number one, he's a he's a fan of the burgundy and gold. And there's a lot of players out there that you don't realize it. And when you know the players still root and have a passion for the team, that just en- endears them to me. And that's that and that's one of the things that uh, Jason Wright is trying to get back. Uh, Dan Snyder and Bruce and Serato, some of those guys didn't do a good job of bridging the gap post-career with a lot of our former players and uh jason wright has done a great job and they're trying to bring a lot of that back a lot of those people to come back and in fact i saw it on twitter a little bit where somebody was talking about whether or not what type of you know rg3 should be invited back to something one of the legends homecoming alumni homecoming weekends and kind of what people thought about it and um I, I, you know, we won't, this is not what this podcast is about, but I'll just give you a quick, a brief summary. My, my take on it was I was not, would not be a fan of it. I understand that RG3 had a moment with us uh, for a short period in 2012, but unlike a lot of these other guys, RG3 tried to, um, try, try to down the organization, right? Was getting right. ready to do a lot of things. He he was very negative about the organization, ready to do a tell-all. And his whole thing per- was, Yeah, he tried to personally capitalize he, yeah. on the negative to help himself right. as opposed to, you know, we know a lot of, of, of what happened. Um, he, he said a lot of it, and, and the media has said a lot of it. But, yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry but, to interrupt but, you. But with, uh, if it wasn't for, in my opinion, ESPN telling him to not do this, because that was right after – Right before he decided to, they give him a job as broadcasting, doing games and college football and all those things. I think I think ESPN squashed it and told him, "Hey, it's not a good look. Don't do it." And then now he's talking about ownership and all these things. And now he, it's like, listen, man, that guy can forever be gone as far as I'm personally concerned. Agreed. If he had done, if he had played here five, six years and had had some success, then I might give him a little bit of a pass, but. <clears throat> He was part of the dysfunction here during the Shanahan area era and all that kind of stuff going behind coaches back and all that. 
don't get me started. At the end of the day, my vote was, nah, I'm cool with RG3 just doing what RG3 is doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, homeboy. But my point in making all of that was to say that uh, uh, Jason Wright has tried to do a good job of bridging the gap and bringing back a lot of former players. And we saw that doing the rebrand. We see that we see a lot of fans with the Legends Plaza at the stadium. People are there on game days and showing up at the watch parties and draft parties and all those things. So those are the kind of players that we go back as fans, as longtime fans, man. We remember those guys doing their heyday. They just played on some very bad teams and they get quite the notoriety that some players from other teams get. But, man, they're our guys. They, they played in the Burgundy Go. And so we're going to always root for them and pull for them. So without, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just want to go ahead. I know I talked. We talked about it before we started naming the list. I still want to apologize to uh, Taylor Heineke for for not being uh, on on my on my top three. If you'd have been here a couple more years, you probably would have been. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's um, sad. But okay. Well, there's a little sarcasm in there, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I believe you. I believe Taylor would have made your list. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, he'd replace Joey T for you. Joey T, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> oh man, come on, man. I know, but man. anyway, well, this is fun, man. We'll have to do something like this again. Um, hell, in this case, we can do our three most hated, but uh, oh man, oh. We, we we just mentioned one that might uh, might be we might we might have to do him like we did. Uh, I already know we got to exclude uh, Hainsworth. We'll just have to exclude, yeah, ex him, right? exclude Hainsworth, exclude <laughs> RG3. Um, you know, but, they'll, uh, they'll be on the the first two faces on the Mount Rushmore of Doom, yeah, and uh, and go from there. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, we'll do something like this again, man. But this is fun, this is good. I appreciate it. And, well, well uh, and, and also, uh, you know, give us some feedback of, of yours. You know, we mentioned a, a few here. Uh, part of it is, you know, even eras. Like I said, uh, we, I, I know for myself, you know, I was at a impressionable age during all the Super Bowls. So, you know, there's a lot of endearing uh, people that, that I loved and rooted for. Um, I mean, we, you know, we didn't. Neither one of us even mentioned uh, Daryl Green, who's a who's a, a fan favorite, you know, Hall of Famer, right? And neither yep. one of us had him. Art yep. Monk, Art Monk's been very, very low key, another Hall of Famer. Um, and I, I think these players, while they were great, all, sometimes didn't have the connection that makes them truly your favorite. You might recognize them as being the best player on the team, but they might not be your personal favorite player on the right. team yep so yep. um but anyway with that uh i, I appreciate it. give us your, your feedback on twitter hit us up uh yeah yeah it'd be uh, good to see what other are. people have to say have to say in terms of their top three man be good good to hear yeah so yeah. give us your feedback guys appreciate yep. you Absolutely. thanks for tuning in and until next time peace out knuckleheads peace out <laughs>